Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks mixed, NASDAQ at a record, NASDAQ up 23 to 6410. We had the S&P pulling back by two points, little change, down about a tenth of a percent to 2469. Dow Industrials slumped 66 points, down three tenths of one percent to 21,513. The 10-year down 5.30 seconds with a yield of 2.36%. Gold up 50 cents the ounce to 12.55, up less than one-tenth of one percent. While oil, a barrel of crude, up 62 cents, 46.39, higher by 1.4%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. It's me you need to show. How deep is your More disco roller skating. (laughs) There's a slow dance, slow jam here. There's a rhyme to our reasoning. And we're we're talking about, you know, kind of deep thinking, if you will, machine learning, um, a lot of interesting things going on in fintech at this point. And uh, someone who's working in that is a firm called Qplum. And we want to bring in Monzi Singal. She is co-founder at Qplum. They're based in Jersey City, uh, New Jersey, and we find uh, her on the phone on this Monday. Uh, Monzi, nice to have you here with Corey and myself. Tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so at Qplum, we manage money for individuals and families using uh, AI-driven investment plans. So our mission here is to make investing a science, a utility for everyone, and not the unfair game that it currently is for people. Okay, that sounds great, and it'll read really well on a website. But what exactly are you doing when it comes to kind of deep learning, using AI? Because you're not the only game in town, and there's some really well-established kind of robo-advisor players who are doing similar things out there, certainly for a younger generation who doesn't necessarily want a financial advisor and they want to do it themselves. Corey and I have talked to a few of them. So tell me what you guys are doing specifically. Break it down for us. Yeah, absolutely. So, so when you mentioned like other robo advisors in the market, and so I like to think of like there was this ten years ago or eight years ago, this wave came where you know we got introduced to robo advisory, and the idea was, oh, I can open an account online, I can get invested online, and you know I answer a bunch of questions and I get this portfolio and I get invested. That that's kind of what the initial sense of robo advisory was, and now that it's kind of You know, not maturing, but people are getting more familiar with it. Uh, The expectations uh, are different from different kinds of people. And what we specialize here at Cupom is on the asset management side. So how should your portfolio behave under changing market conditions? How should it behave if markets are going down? Uh, You don't have to make those decisions. Our deep learning algos make those decisions for you and change the allocation. Um, it, what do they draw the information from? I mean, deep learning algo sounds cool, but it, it really depends on what the the raw data going into it is and what, what from what it's derived. I mean, if you want to know what my real risk tolerance was, you probably want to look at my list. I don't know, listen to my phone calls and look at my Facebook feeds and <laughs> see what Carol and I say to each other during my commercial breaks. And yeah, I don't know you could possibly know me based on, on you know, depending on what your your data sources are. 
Yeah, so the deep learning, what we use it for, it's primarily for the actual trading decision, and that does not necessarily depend on your or my preferences, right? So the way we do it is we still all kind of bucket in risk, kind of in some risk levels, so risk tolerance, as you might call it. But in the end, the data that the deep learning algos are being fed is market data. And you're absolutely right. Um, you know, it's a lot about data, like the kind of data you feed into these algos, and what you see is what you get in the end. If the data is high quality, if it's clean data, um, you know, your algos will be better. But, n- but nothing's Garbage a gar- in, garbage out. Monzi, I hate to be such a skeptic, but nothing's a guarantee, right? And you can back test something, yeah. but that doesn't really, you know, prove what's going to happen in the future. Absolutely. No, that's kind of the biggest challenge we face every day. I mean, if I had to build an algo which could do really, which could look very good in back-tested data, it would take me 20 minutes. I don't need a team of 30 engineers to do that. The challenge is always to perform well in the future. And that's what has changed. Like neural networks or deep learning have existed since 1990s probably. So the technology is not new. People knew about it for decades, if not more. But why now? Why is everybody now talking about it? And that's kind of something we all have to understand. Right now, the way deep learning is being used by us and many other successful hedge funds in the industry is not to predict what's going to happen tomorrow. That's a very hard problem to solve. How much money are are you guys attracting at this point? uh, Right now, we manage more than $25 in assets. And how much is coming in? Like the growth, uh, we, the growth of those assets. Yeah, so I mean, we are expanding every day. We attract uh, about three to five accounts every day, um, so it's going pretty fast. Um, well, to that, let, let me ask a little further. Um, as you as you start to look at data, what what kind of data do you find to be um, maybe most surprisingly? Uh, Unuseful. What, is it, when you first start to look at this problem, I wonder if there's a thing that yeah. a conclusion people jump to that isn't quite right in terms of imagining what data is predictive. Yeah, so like we tried uh, neural networks back in 2012, I still remember, and it was not easy. It was like, you know, it turned out to be an utter failure, and we were like, you know, this, this thing just might not just work in investing. It might work in other things like driverless cars or, you know, other Silicon Valley projects, but maybe investing is not the right place. And then a lot has changed. So the first thing that has changed is we use deep learning to solve easier problems instead of harder problems. So predicting markets is a very hard problem. But predicting what kind of scenario you are in is an easier problem. So we do feed it market data, but like if you start using Twitter data or sentiment, social sentiment data, and there are funds that do a very good job at it, but um, it has a lot more noise to it. It's not high quality data. We are now generating much more high quality data as a society, right? Um, Especially after high frequency trading, all the exchanges provide you very good quality tick by tick data. Again, before the financial crisis, getting tick-by-tick data from exchanges was unheard of. So um, the quality of data has improved. Um, Cost of computation has come down. And then we're using this AI, this this branch of AI, to solve a very easy problem instead of trying to solve a hard problem. I often wonder, too, what it means, Manzi, when we have so many different investors trading on deep learning and AI and so on and so forth. What 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 might trip up the markets? Just got about fifteen seconds here. 
Yeah, sure. No, and a lot of people ask this question then. See, it, the technology, as I said, has existed since a very long time. It's a lot about yeah. implementation. And to build a flawless system, like a yeah. lot of people ask me, what's the secret sauce? If I just had the secret sauce, can I do it on my own? Yeah. And we, really the answer is, yeah, there so is I no, can give it to you. No secret sauce, but, otherwise we'd all be living in the Caribbean, I think. Monzi Singhal, co-founder at uh, Q Plum, joining us on the phone in Jersey City. This is Bluebird. Mm-hmm.